0: Welcome to this week's episode of Frontier and Center, where we, of course, talk about Frontier Tech. Frontier Tech is the technologies that are going to change how we live our lives in three to five years. And we start each episode by recapping the performance of how Frontier Tech is seen by the marketplace. We measure that performance by Deepwater's Frontier Tech ETF, that ticker is L-O-U-P, In the past week, it's had a strong week. It's now exceeding the NASDAQ performance, up 8% year-to-date. The NASDAQ is up 7%. And since inception, which was summer of 2018, LOUP is up 80%. And so now we jump into a focus on one of the companies within that index, that ETF. And the company we're gonna highlight this year is Roblox. Of course, if you have any kids, you probably have heard of Roblox. This is a gaming platform. They allow users to, and developers, to build games on top of this platform. Uh, This is a 20, call it $28 billion market cap company. They'll do about three, $0.3 $0.3 billion in revenue this year. It's going to be up about 15% over 2023. And next year, the expectations are they're going to grow revenue about 17%. So that's at just the highest level. The reason why this is part of the Frontier Tech ETF is that we see the opportunity they have of building more immersive games as something that is just going to become a bigger part of our lives going forward. And they've got an opportunity to do that. They also have a view that the metaverse, whether you wanna call it the metaverse or spatial computing, is gonna play a bigger impact on our lives. They're building applications to allow their platform to be enabled on these new devices, whether it's Meta's Quest or Apple's Vision Pro. And so that's the big picture, why this is part of the ETF. I'm gonna dig uh, deeper into uh, just kind of the basics of Roblox. As I mentioned, this is a platform that allows developers and users to build games on. There are about 72 million users. There are tens of millions of games. So a lot of games out there. The The basic idea is this building block. It has some similarities to Minecraft. But the types of games have are, are very different. They tend to skew to, call it, 8 to 15 year olds in that range. Uh, there is... Most of the games are these constructive kind of building type of games. There are some first-person shooter games, uh, but the big picture is that this is a dynamic platform. Uh, The way that Roblox makes money is that these users and developers who are building games sell virtual goods, and they take a cut of those virtual goods sales. Uh, More recently, Roblox has started uh, to advertise, bringing in some big brand advertisers, and they're doing some creative ways to kind of seamlessly uh, add ads to and within uh, the platform. They added 69 new advertisers in the December 23 quarter. That's just an emerging part of their business. So if you think about the revenue model on Roblox, it's a combination of virtual goods and what will be increasing uh, contribution from advertisers. The uh, the big rub against this company was this was a darling back in the uh, the COVID days. Obviously, that had a big impact, positive impact on gaming. And at the time, the average time spent was about a one hour and 10 minutes per day for users in the U.S. and Canada. That was at the peak of the pandemic. Since then, that time has declined down to 53 minutes per day. These are deep water estimates. So we've seen this kind of decline uh, in the number of uh, minutes played a day. Users have grown nicely through that time. They grew at 23% in 2022 and 22% in 2023. And so we've had some nice user growth. That time spent number has come down. But effectively, the stock, since its peak back at the at the height of the pandemic, it's down, call it 65%. So there has been, I think, a loss of confidence from Wall Street in the ability for this company to really uh, grow its users outside of the pandemic and specifically grow in the, uh, the demographic 13 and above. And there is this belief that basically, since it's geared towards younger users, eventually you age out of, Uh, the game, and you can never really build a big business around it. They have made progress at holding on to those users above age 13. For example, in the December 23 quarter, they announced that 58% of their users are now above the age of 13. So that's moving in the right direction as they continue to uh, uh, have these other games that are more appealing to an older audience. But that's kind of one of the key things to track is how they're doing in that post- a 13 age demo and they are making progress within that. So, a uh, big picture here, no other platform has the uh the connection I think with younger users, but also this ability to quickly ramp up games. And as users and developers better best understand about what kind of games people want, they can quickly spin those games up and Roblox is a beneficiary of that especially as those games become more immersive and the opportunities uh, continue to increase around spatial computing and the metaverse. And so that's Roblox. And that is our wrap on this week's episode of Frontier and Center. On behalf of Deepwater, I'm Gene. Bye for now.